Welcome to another episode of In The Club, the Class For Kids podcast and actually I'm waiting on my co-host Rebecca to arrive, I'm not sure where she is just now but I'm going to take this opportunity to tell you a few things about, oh hang on. Hello Stephen! Hi Rebecca, how are you doing? I'm good, how are you, what were you doing? Uh, not, not, nothing at all, I was just getting the, the show started, we're rolling so I think we're oh. actually up and running with this episode. Okay, I thought I heard the word secret but... No, nothing at all, okay. so nothing like that. How have you been? I'm very good, yeah, thank w- you. Where were you guys yesterday, I seen you guys leaving the office. We were down at a company called Dress for Success, who are a charity collecting uh, donations for women's clothes, who are helping people basically with interviews or anything that they're going through, um, who are maybe finding difficult circumstances. Really interesting. It's uh, it's such a good initiative, yeah. Um, Shall we get the show started today? I think it's about time to get started. I think we'd already started. Okay, let's stop saying start and introduce this week's guest. We have Scott from Gymnova. I'm here today with Scott Marcita from Gymnova and Class for Kids have recently partnered with Gymnova to offer all new sign-ups um, that are gymnastics clubs, £500 worth of vouchers, which is absolutely brilliant. It's going to be a real value for the new clubs signing up. Scott, hello. Hi, how are you? I'm, I'm well, how are you doing? Yeah, very good, thank you. Scott, can you let us know a little bit about what your journey's been like in gymnastics before Gymnova, obviously? Okay, so I started gymnastics when I was about five years old. Um, my sister was dancing and I got taken, dragged, kicking and screaming to her dance lessons because my mum couldn't leave me at home. Um, they basically just started a, a gymnastics class um, and they said, well, do you want to do that instead of dance? You, what, the, the, the dance school? Uh, the dance, dance school, right, yeah. Okay. So the dance school just put on a gymnastics session um, and I started, I did possibly about three months and they said, actually, he's, he's quite talented. You, you want to get him into the gym centre down the road? Um, so then, yeah, mum and dad took me religiously three times a week to begin with. Um, and it just kind of grew. I think within six months, I've been pulled into a squad. Um, that was just literally recreational kind of stuff to begin with. And yeah. then, actually, there's a bit of talent there. We'll see where we go. Um, and I got put into a squad of guys of about 16 of us. Um, and then started training. Um, I think by the time I was 12 years old, I was in the British squad. 12? Yeah, so wow. I, I competed internationally for the first time at 13. So we did under 14 competitions. Um, and where, when you say internationally, where, where was that? I think the first one was France. Um, the, we used to do like four-way international comps with uh, Great Britain, French, Germany um, and Italy. What, what an, what an ex- amazing experience for somebody so young. Uh, yeah, it's unbelievable. Uh, I mean, what we did as kids, I, I've been to so many different countries with gymnastics. It's unbelievable. The opportunities that I've had through the sport yeah. is incredible. Um, but I mean, even with the club, we would go with uh, dance schools and basketball and swimming to go over to Germany right. with, with four different sports going right, over. Okay. And we'd do galas and displays and stuff and just partnerships with um, different schools and stuff over in Germany. Fantastic. And get everybody together. It's such an experience. That yeah, that's just... what I'm thinking. Like, I don't know what I was doing at 12, but it wasn't that. <laughs> yeah, it, it is unbelievable what you can get from the sport. It's just, it is crazy. And do you find that, um, so, I mean, w- w- with some of the other gymnasts that we've caught up with over the last few months, it's, it, does it become very much all-encompassing so that, like, your friends are your friends within the gymnastics, kind of? Yeah, I mean, if you think we I go to school, get home, I'd have probably about half an hour to eat, change, get in the car to go to the gym. Right. So we started training at uh, five o'clock and finished at half eight. 
wow. And like, and that was four days a week, and we were there ten till three on a Saturday. Wow. So that gymnastics is your life. Yeah. Um, I mean, we always say if we we're talking to people, we it's a gymnastics world. Yeah. You know, you live in your own little gymnastics bubble almost. Um, so they, you you only know these people. They are your friends. It, it is your life. I mean, I saw more of my coach than I did my mum. Right. Okay. You know, it is. You literally you you live with these people. You and grow up with them. In terms of like your mum and like parents, were they like obviously driving you to and from? This is all encompassing for them as well. Yeah, are they are they, are they from a sporting background? No, not at all. Oh, but my dad was a footballer. My mum was dancer. Um, so my sister went to dance school. My mum would take me to gym. It gets to the point, our parents, um, where I was training, it was quite good. Our parents could sit and watch upstairs. They've got windows. So there was a viewing gallery. They would all chat. They'd bring uh, like cakes and stuff that they'd all share. So they'd have a bit of a community feel as well. Uh, it got to the point where our parents are watching basically a struggling coach. He's got 16 lads all running around yeah. as high as you like. Um, and they're like, do you want a hand? Can we, right, can we? Okay. And literally, my dad's still coaching now. Um, oh, I've not been training for like 20 years or more, but he's still coaching. So he got involved to try and help out and volunteer and give their time up. Um, and then we end up, it got to the point where I was training. My sister was now, she'd been on cruise ships with dancing and stuff like that. So she got choreography experience um, and we would run displays at the gym. And literally my dad would make props. My mum would make costumes. I'd do the music and help with the gym side of it. My sister would choreograph the routines. It's it's literally just a family experience. It, it sounds like um, like the gymnastic von Trapps. It, basically, yeah. But every, everybody kind of gets involved. You, it just it it not necessarily runs your life, but it becomes your life. It's a lifestyle. I don't think that your your family sent you along to gymnastics knowing that it was going to be this pull um, and and in such a positive way for the whole family to be involved in. So I'm thinking like. God, that might be my future. You just don't know. You can go the way of your children. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you will. It, it's that thing. If you are there being supportive to them, you kind of give everything yeah. for them to have those opportunities. Um, and certainly, th- there are so many parents that do. They get involved and they give their time up. If the the club runs a, a competition or a display, they, right, we need some parents. Can somebody come? Even if it's just selling tickets on the door or doing raffle prizes and yeah, we get people in the car park all night just trying to get cars in and out and looking like that. These are just people that are coming in that they, their kid comes once a week, but they're so eager to help and give their time for it. It's so good. It really is. How does your background in gymnastics do you feel kind of lend towards your your gymnova career? I mean, is it presumably it's extremely beneficial yeah i i mean our role is primarily sales and i hate the term but we're employed to try and sell gymnastics equipment that's what we do i mean from before though again we were talking before this it seems to be a lot more advisory as well yeah this is the point understanding what these gymnasts need to achieve understanding how the equipment works understanding even if people just come to us i need a springboard our question is not, right, okay, let, here's the springboard. It's who's using it? What are they using it for? What age range? What skills? And we know what they're doing, so we can then advise the equipment. It's just crucial to the job. You can't 
having that knowledge and that background is just completely the the ultimate goal to what we do because yeah. we understand the people we understand the mentality and we we are there to help we're happy to help achieve the goals of these clubs you know we we will literally help design an area will help advise on what the best kit is and it doesn't necessarily have to be the highest level that we have it can be if they're coming in well we're only doing some recreational gymnastics twice a week okay we've got this kit this will help you this will get you to where you want to be um so knowing what they want to achieve is just fundamental to being able to do the role that we do so that's fascinating but i'm wondering did you ever encounter gymnova equipment whilst you were still um in gymnastics yeah, Gymnova was fairly young at the time. This shows how old I am. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, so it was just kind of breaking into the UK at the time. Um, so we were training on a different uh, manufacturer at the, uh, when I was younger. I was then starting to compete on it. I think the London Open was the first uh, competition that I competed on Gymnova equipment. Um, and it's great to see how it's evolved. When it first came over, Gymnova wanted to be different. It wanted to be uh, completely separated. Yeah. So their floor was green and orange. Okay. It was really bizarre concept. It worked at the time, um, but the, the equipment just constantly evolves, and it's yeah. great to see and be part of that and how that actually happens. Is there is there a standard colour then? Is like, a lot of the stuff no, I see from you guys is red, but that makes yeah, the, the... that's the, the Gymnova brand. So yeah. we are red and cream. That's our almost iconic colours, yeah. if you like like um and it just looks really classy it does it's so nice you go into something that's just been set up all gym over it looks so clean it's just class it's so nice yeah it's like i was saying to you before as well but the it's a great you've got a great typeface yeah um we're out at gymnastics clubs an awful lot and yeah it's just we can't not get the the brand in even because of just where they position the logos within the products never as well it's very clever yeah it's like it's like the um, the the Apple Mac of the gymnastics world. <laughs> it is, yeah, it really is good. But it, it, it's that kind of, the kit itself is actually just really good to use. Um, I and mean, did you did you find that from the off when you used it? Like you're saying, so in the London Open was it? Yeah, essentially the the equipment was uh, again. It's slightly different, so it's always good to have the kit that you are going to compete on in your gym, so you can train on it. Uh, for me, I was a British rings champion, so the rings, for me, felt slightly different. There was more bounce in it. But then when we actually get in there to train on it, it really saves your shoulders. Right, okay. So, yeah, actually, again, this is the thing of using the equipment, being a gymnast, you know actually how it works, how it feels. And you can then explain that to people and yeah. what the pros and cons are. So it's fundamental to the job. Um, and it's great the fact that we have used it before, and I still go back and use it now. Oh, do you? Yeah, well, I, I've started going back to the adult class. Oh, super. Um, and it's unbelievable. The floor, I'm saying, the, the floor actually where I go in Stoke is bouncier than the tumble track. It's brilliant. It's right. great, and it's dead soft, and it's like, much prefer it. It's really good, and compared to what I was training on, it's like, yeah, this is really good. <laughs> so how, how high or far did you get in gymnastics then? Because you were mentioning that you were a champion. Yeah, I was... Three times champion on rings. I was a British champion on high bar, British champion on pommel horse. I'm feeling very insignificant here. <laughs> uh, I think in 2001, I held top 10 world rank on rings. Astounding. Um, That's absolutely So I, I was there. I, I was at a full international level. I competed against the Olympians. Yeah. You know, I mean, some of my friends are still... You know, they they were at the Olympics and the World Championships. I never made the Olympics, Com Games, or Worlds. Okay. 
uh, through injury. So I, I'd injured my back, I'd had spinal surgery, came back into the sport. Um, and it was just before the Commonwealth Games that Stevie Free won the gold. Oh, right, okay. Um, on the rings. So I should have been in that team, oh. but my back went again before the comp, and it's like, no. And I'm showing you that video, and yeah. you're like, oh. <laughs> it's like, that could have been me. Oh. But no, yeah, no, it's good. It, you know, I mean, we all kind of get on and support each other. I mean, yeah. this is the, the good thing with the sport itself. You, you are that you're competing. You, you want that medal, but you're really happy to see your mate win it. You know, so and even yeah. just going round in the comps, you know, you'll see somebody trying something for the first time and everybody's cheering and getting behind them. And it's such a good atmosphere. That speaks to, I suppose, what you were talking about before with like, this is the bubble, this is the world, this yeah. is everybody. Everybody's kind of lifting everybody else up and That's really it, supporting yeah. each other. Yo, I mean, having worked on some of the things that we were doing with Steve through when he won that. Everybody around him was cheering for him. Like you say, it wasn't yeah. necessarily like you didn't have a oh, face at the side. It was just like everybody was uh, all for it. So that's really interesting. Well, but tell me this: you now going back Stokes, where you stay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're going back to the classes there. Are you not like the ringer? Are you going in going? Oh, just I'll give this a wee go. And like, no, oh my god, this guy's good. I, I mean, it was it was really funny because I I I want to get a fitter. So I'm going in, I'm doing the strength work. So I was on rings. I'll caveat now. this with it. He looks extremely fat and he's sitting across from me who doesn't. Uh, but no, I, 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 want, I want to get a bit fitter. I want to get stronger. So I, I primarily went back to start doing a bit of conditioning work. I got on rings and I did, I think, three muscle-ups, lift a handstand, held it for a bit, lowered down and basically flopped to the floor in agony because I've oh. not done this for so long. And everybody clapped. I'm like, oh my God, why are you doing that? But we were asking children at like eight years old to do this, right. and I'm feeling really unfit and all. But everybody thinks it looks amazing, and it's that, and it is. It, it's an impressive thing to still be able to do, yeah. Um, or even to be able to do full stop, let alone still be able to do it. But it is that thing. I'm doing stuff that I think is really, really basic, and I should be able to do this in my sleep, right? And finding it hard, and even just a handstand on rings now. It was difficult. I'm like, I'm shaking. I'm like all over the place, and it's like, no, this is not right. But everybody thought it was amazing. It's like, I'm okay. sure that's the thing. Like from the outside looking in, yeah, I mean, if I sure. tried, to, I can't even do a hand. No, <laughs> I can't even do a, a, a roly poly. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, no, that's 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 interesting. Now I, I just imagine you kind of coming in and going, oh, I'm just here. I'm the new star. Um, just I'm just going to go and do a kaboom. The funniest is though the. The coaches that are there are my ex-gymnasts, ah, right, so they okay. all know me anyway. Right, got you, cool. So yeah, it's very funny. Yeah, you wear a moustache yeah, or something, good, like yeah. glasses. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, in disguise. <laughs> but no, it is. It's the kids that I used to coach are now still in the sport. That's great. And they're taking it on. They're, they're now coaching or they're working within the schools and stuff. So it, it's good that... It's nice that I've seen them grow up. Yeah. And the, the sport has then helped them progress and find a career. Well, I mean, you kind of answered this one already, but I suppose it's... In regards to when you speak to the gymnastics clubs on behalf of Gymnova, you must be able to relate to them a lot better than anybody. I mean, even you mentioned like sales, but not really being yeah. the sales and the, and the advisory, but just you very much must be right on the level with them. And when they realise or they know, like one, what your background is and yeah. who you are, and two, it's like it must be easier. Completely. It's nice because I get to go and actually see my friends again. Right. You know, a lot of the coaches that are buying the equipment from us, I've known since right. I was And right 14. across the country. 
Yeah. Yeah, of course. That's I, I never it. thought about that. Um, so like, yeah. So like, Steve, you probably know Steve. Yeah. Right. So okay. yeah, I, yeah, I competed. We were on the same yeah. British team. Of course you were. Um, <laughs> you get Scott Han, who's Max Whitlock's coach. I was training with Scott. He right, came okay. into Lillishall, kind of, I don't really know what I'm doing. And yeah, all right, mate, come on in. And, you know, we're all pals at the end of the day. So yeah. I, all of these people that we're actually working with, they're good friends of ours. And we get to see, and they know then if they ask a question that one, we understand what they're actually trying to achieve with the stuff. So it's like, actually, no, you don't want that one. You want, you need this one. Yeah. Um, and it is, it's that kind of thing of if they've got... Um, we're we've only we're primarily for recreational gymnastics. Okay, that's great. We can use this set of bars, but I've got adults. We can't use that set of bars. Right. You need something that's cabled down, or you can't move that around if you're going to have this level, or even just these people working on it. It's uh, springboards. The, there isn't one that fits all. You need one for your littlies, but don't let your 15 year olds jump yeah. on it because they'll kill it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for God's sake, no. But yeah, you know, it's a, it, but it is. It's like we're trying to protect and maintain their equipment. Yeah. And that kind of side. So, but we know where it's based, what it's the pros and cons of it, where it should be worked, where it can't be done, and what you can do with it. The trust's almost there from the off as well. I mean, I'm thinking if I was a. A, a customer and then you know like as you say like you know the majority of these people if not you'll know you all move in the same circles yeah. and it's kind of like um uh, from from just a wee joe soap coming out to sell you something to somebody it's like all oh, right okay he really knows really knows his stuff it's not it's not a car salesman yeah, job I, no it isn't and i think that's why it, it helps having that background because you can't teach the knowledge and understanding yeah. that we have um, you know, anybody can kind of look at a catalogue and learn the, the numbers for the codes and all that kind of stuff. They, you can learn the names of the equipment, and but to actually understand what that piece is used yeah. for is you can't teach that. And what's more, it's the personalisation of it. I mean, if you had kind of standard sales approach to your product. It wouldn't work because no. you would have salespeople pushing the most expensive products when they're not needed. Yeah. Um, and it's more tailored. The thing is, people that come to us don't really have a lot of money. They don't have endless resources. Most of the clubs that we work with are still uh, volunteer committee ran. We, they're not for profit businesses. They don't have a lot of money. So we know that if we get them the right equipment, anything they've got left over, they can buy additional matting. They can buy yeah. the extra things because the, the list of stuff that they want is still going to be big. So any kind of savings that we can make and vice versa, I'm really sorry, but what you're looking for isn't right. You right. need to spend a bit more. Okay, yeah. But it will last you. And that's the thing, knowing that the equipment, the new bars, the natural fibre rails will outlast the old traditional wood laminate ones any day under the sun. Yeah, it's a little bit more expensive, but it's going to last you. Yeah. It, trust me, it will work. Well, you said the you word, know, it's it, trust. Yeah. It's trust, and that's what, and that's what I think that, you, you bring. Yeah, it's Absolutely. having that understanding and that knowledge of what the apparatus can do. It, it just really helps. Um, but even if we go into... a a facility so right what is it that you want to do right well i've got kids working full twist in yuchenko's okay great you need this setup and we can help advise because we know what that skill is and having that knowledge is you can't realistically you can't learn that unless you've been in that environment yeah it's, it's, it's generally fascinating it's such a easy um not easy it's the trust involved is, is everything with it from yourself yeah. you're in such a 
unique possession um, in your actual role with Jim Nova, I think, to be able to, to approach yeah, these people. Yeah, I mean, even in going back into clubs, they'll phone me up. I've, I've got a problem with something. Right, okay, what, what's happening? What's going on? Well, this is... Right, that doesn't sound right. I need to come and have a look. Troubleshooting. I know, yeah. I can then work stuff out on sites that actually know something's not right and then yeah. we can fix it. Um, so that's part of the role as well. It's, it's got uh, yeah, nothing yeah. to do with sales at all. No, and, and, and it's not that, oh, it's going to cost yeah, you. Yeah, but it's, it's like, no, you. we'll look at the best way of fixing it. We'll come up with a solution. Yeah. It's like, maybe I can deal with it there and then. Yep. I've got a tool bag in my car. Right, let me just get spanners off. We go, <laughs> and, you know, I'm shooting, oh, it off. I'm in the pit. I'm digging the pit out and yeah. I'm looking for solutions and stuff like that or fixing a vault or a high bar. Something's clicking on the bar. That, okay, I'll come out and have a look. Something doesn't sound right. Get somebody on swinging. I'm looking at it and seeing what's going on. Right, let me take it apart, put it back together. Right, you know, it's you not doing it anymore. You know what it's meant to be doing, how it's meant to be performing, yeah. how people are meant to be... Um, and that's it. And that's why people, not necessarily trust, but come back to us and we'll pick up the phone. Yeah. Right, I've, I've got this. What what have you got that will do this job? Or And they, they just ask for the advice. They, they come to us because they know that we know what we're talking about. I think that's quite... I mean, where our two brands do align. Yeah. Um, you, it's absolutely... It's about the trust, it's about the advice, and it's about the... That's it. The, You've the, got a solution for something that people potentially don't even know that's a problem for them. That's it. That's exactly it. I won't keep you much longer, Scott. Just what, one one last question, and it's, it seems like the, the answer's going to be very obvious, but do you enjoy it? Uh, you may be able to tell. I mean, gymnastics is a passion. There is no other word for... I mean, I, any elite sport, I think, you've got to enjoy it. You've got to be passionate about it to get to the level that you do. Yeah. For me, um, sales is secondary. My MD's not listening to this. No, she's not here just now. Uh, <laughs> but for me, it's all about helping people. You know, I go in and people will look... They're trying to design their dream gym or they've, they've been wanting their own facility for 20 years it's so nice to actually be a part of that process to say what do you want what can we create and then at the end of it here you go here's your gym this yeah. is what it looks you like you are literally building you, their dream yeah literally you are building dreams for people and it that's the bit that's the worthwhile bit for it and that's the bit that i get reward from it's so so it's so good and privileged to be able to do that for people. Fantastic. I mean, what a, what a good way to, to end it. So, listen, Scott, thanks so much for coming to talk to us today. Thank you for your time. No problem. What a nice guy, and it was great to hear about all Scott's experiences as a gymnast and the commitment it takes from a young age to get to that professional level. Yeah, it's really interesting. I think it's just really inspiring to hear any sports person's story, so when we get them to come into the office and hear more about them, it's absolutely really interesting, and I think we're really excited to be working alongside Dimnova, hearing about the comeback the gymnastics community is making. I mean, Tracy, our head of marketing, was at the Scottish Gymnastics Artistic Championships the other weekend, and it was just fascinating to hear about all the effort these kids put in the hours into the commitment that it takes and yeah she was totally impressed she came back like absolutely in awe of with all of the gymnast abilities mm, yeah and you know for us to be able to work alongside Jim Nova who are out there every day speaking to gymnasts um, and be able to work alongside them it's really interesting to you know think about how we can help gymnastics clubs collectively be the best that they can be and it was I mean it's so refreshing to hear that like us they're putting their customers at the heart of what they do it's not just for them about selling equipment it's also about understanding exactly what the gymnastics clubs need in order to produce 
champions and to teach individuals all the different skill sets. Absolutely, Stephen. You know, Scott talked about the finer details of things. So when they go out to a, a gymnastics club, it's for them about, you know, what area are you going to be using? Who's going to be using it? What age are they? And how are they going to be training on it? So everything down to the fine detail is really crucial for Gym Nova and helping these clubs succeed in whatever they're doing. Yep, yeah, I mean, it's interesting because, as I said, that's exactly how we think here at Class for Kids. It's about businesses asking themselves where they want to be in two, three, five, ten years' time to future-proof the actual growth of businesses. Yeah, it's actually thinking about the strategy, you know, here I am now, but what's my ultimate goal? It's about thinking about the objective and where's where do I want to be in ten years' time? So, you know, the equipment or the booking system that you invest in today really matters in what you can achieve tomorrow. And, you know, that might sound cliche, but it's really true. So, for me, the main takeaway from what Scott was saying is to be thinking outside the box and, like you said, future planning and everything you do. Yeah, I mean, here at Class for Kids, we've seen customers coming on board with us with just, like, what, 200 students? Yeah. And now they have a 1,000 plus. So it's the big vision the club should be focusing on that we really encourage and that Jim Nova encourage. Absolutely, and that's why it's so great for us to be able to go out and do club shoots with different clubs across the UK and hear their story. You know, where were they four years ago and, you know, where are they now? Or for new clubs starting up, you know, I opened the door six months ago and I've got this many students. How did you get there? And what can we do to help you get to the vision that you want to, you know, do you want to grow and scale to a 1,000 students? Do you want to franchise? Do you want to expand across locations close to you? And it's just all about asking yourself that big strategy question, where do I want to be? That's it. And as you said there, we're here to help. And that's what we're experts at. And that's what Jim Nova are experts at. So. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, part of my role is writing these success stories. And I mean, your role yourself, Stephen, is about, you know, producing that into a video and, you know, telling the story of how a club's got there. And I go away and I write that story. And it's very inspiring. And, you know, picking up on what these clubs have done to get to where they want to be. This is real passion that these people have at the end of the day for their jobs. And it's a privilege for you and for me to be able to tell these stories from these clubs. None of them are the same. No. They've all got individual stories and they're all fantastic. And it's just, uh, it's a, yeah, it's it's a job that we come in and do. And I think we go skipping and dancing home. That's 100%. You've nailed it on the head there. But yeah, if, if any of the listeners are wondering, what can you take away? How can I apply this? It's about thinking about your strategy. Think outside the box and write down your goals. Where do you want to be in 10 years time? And for those of you who are using the Class for Kids system, start getting really savvy with it and thinking about what can I do? How can I, you know, better manage my cash flow? How can I generate interest in new areas? Use your waiting lists as a generator to understand is there interest in specific areas before doing the financial investment. It's about being business savvy and that's exactly why we're here to help you. Indeed we are. Guess what, Rebecca? Oh no, it's not time for the end of the podcast. It's time for the end of the podcast again. And... Let me get my violin out. Do, 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 do. <laughs> okay, you ready to do what we do? I think so. It's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. Bye! The Class for Kids podcast is hosted by Stephen Young and Rebecca Forsyth. Produced by Stephen Young. To find us on Instagram, search Class for Kids UK.